0: All right, let's get this Monday and this week going. Me personally, it's a two coffee morning, but we're going to push through because I know everyone else else out there is pushing through and uh and, and it's what we do. The uh, results are in and uh on Barbenheimer weekend at the movie theater, one of the one of the biggest movie weekends in a very long time, especially since the pandemic um Barbenheimer, uh, the box office numbers, uh, Barbie was the winner. A lot more people saw Barbie than Oppenheimer. Um, The Barbie movie was expected to do 90 to 110 million domestic. It did 155 million domestic, 337 worldwide. Oppenheimer was uh, expected to only do 50 million domestic domestic. It blew past expectations as well. It did 80 million domestic and 174 worldwide. So uh, huge, huge weekend at the movies. And uh, it it was great to go to the movies and see the entire parking lot full. Uh, However, it kind of made me a little bit sad because, um, you know, the future of Cineplexes is is, uh, a bit in question with this uh, writer and actor strike. And, you know, Tom Cruise just... uh, uh he just he just saved the movie theater the movie theater industry last year with Top Gun Maverick big weekend for united states uh, sports on the world stage starting with the uh women's soccer team being v- beating vietnam 3 to nothing in the first game of the women's world cup America, <laughs> yeah. Sophie Smith she might be the uh breakout star of this tournament it's a little e- it's a little early um it's a little early to tell, but she scored two goals. And it seems like every World Cup, you know, a new star emerges. You got Megan Rapino who is uh, retiring at the end of this World Cup. Alex Morgan is probably the next big star. Um, and, and maybe Sophie Smith is next. And if you kind of look back at the last couple of decades, women's soccer, at least um, from the national team perspective, much bigger, much more successful than men's soccer, I mean off the top of my head i can i can name uh super, more way more female soccer superstars than male soccer uh superstars you got mia hamm abby Wombeck, megan rapino alex morgan uh hope solo um and i'm sure i'm forgetting some on the men's side i can only really think of of landon donovan so um, they're expected to peat so it, it's good to see America uh, dominate in soccer. And of course, uh, American Brian herman harman I'm sorry—Brian uh, Herman is my accountant. American Brian Harmon won the British Open, or as they just call it, the Open. America, <laughs> yeah. And it's always great when an American can go overseas to Scotland and bring back a championship. Um, We're on watch for a number of things this week. The UPS strike deadline is the 31st. um, And if they don't reach a deal August 1st, there will be a strike. That's early next week. Uh, The House's National Security Subcommittee has a uh, hearing on UFOs this Wednesday. We're on indictment watch. Trump could be served an indictment from Jack Smith's investigation into his role in January 6th this week. Um, And, of course, we don't know what's in it. Until if and when the indictment is delivered and unsealed, but uh, a lot of people are saying this could be a very wide ranging investigation with very wide ranging charges and and January sixth is just kind of the headline um, you know it, it, money raised on stolen election narratives, false elector schemes like the one here in michigan and and pressure to put Mike Pence. Uh, pressure put on Mike Pence to not certify the election results could also be a factor in this case. Uh, Federal Judge Eileen Cannon, she set uh, a, a trial date for the classified documents um, that were left unsecured at Mar a Lago. That's going to be May 14th. That's in addition to the Stormy Daniels hush money trial in March. And Hunter Biden is due in court to formally plead guilty to tax and gun charges in that plea deal that he reached a little bit ago. So it's uh, looking like it's going to be a very busy news week. And uh, the Justice Department has also set a deadline for Texas to remove a 1,000-foot immigration burial in the Rio Grande or face a lawsuit. Here's Fox's Grinnell Scott.
1: Texas Republican Governor Greg Abbott has been told he has until 1 p.m. local time to lift out the anchored barrier the DOJ says threatens navigation in addition to public safety. Governor Abbott says he has a right to protect his border. Texas GOP Congressman Tony Gonzalez said on CBS Face the Nation the risks people are taking are a bigger problem. People are getting injured. Uh, along the border. People are drowning, uh, certainly in that river. I would much rather see not one person step foot in that river. Representative Gonzalez says he'd be happy to host the president and give him a firsthand look at border crossing issues. Gernal Scott, Fox News. Well, Elon
0: Musk must be bored running Twitter because uh, he announced in a series of tweets uh, yesterday that he's changing the famous Twitter logo From that bird to some kind of yet-to-be-decided logo featuring an X. And uh, I must be bored because I'm reporting on it. I I missed this story. Back in April, Elon Musk actually changed Twitter's official name to X in hopes of expanding the app's capabilities. And I guess uh, uh, the the parent company of Twitter um, is is called X Corp. Um, and that is expected to happen sometime today. I'm not sure how great of an idea that is from a branding standpoint, uh, that, that Twitter bird is so recognizable. Um, but we'll see what the new logo looks like. And he actually changed the name to X because he wants to expand the app's capability. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that works. Um, I, I think it's safe to say that at this point, Threads is not really a threat. They had a lot of people signing up right away, but that's because if you have an Instagram account, you've got a Threads account. And I think I think there's a lot of people on Threads who don't even know they have a Threads account, and, and engagement has just fallen off a cliff. So um, Zuckerberg brought a lot of horses to water, but none of us are drinking because it's, it, the, the app's not a great user experience. It's not very engaging. Uh, that Southwest heat dome that's been cooking that part of the country is expected to make its way up to Michigan later this week. Now, it won't get as hot as it did down in Texas and the other southwestern states uh, who reached highs of well over 100 degrees for numerous days at a time, but the forecast this week gets as close. The 90s set in midweek with upper 90s um, forecasted for Thursday and Friday, and I may, be, uh, I may be eating these words later on this week when I'm sweating my you-know-what off, but... Uh, I would take this. I would take this over the wildfires blowing in from Canada any day. I guess it's pick your poison. If we get if we get a jet stream from the north, uh, we have to be careful breathing because of all the wildfire smoke in the air. And if we get uh, winds from the south, we're going to be cooking our butts off with that southwestern heat dome. Uh, Barack Obama has weighed in on the Democrat Senate primary here in Michigan for Debbie Stabenow's soon to be open seat by. Not weighing in. Obama's spokeswoman, Hannah Hankins, told the Detroit News that the former president does not generally weigh in on Democratic primaries, which is pretty, pretty common practice. Uh, political consultant, though, uh, Mario Moro says the non-decision is a blow to Harper because he's black and Obama's endorsement would mobilize the black vote to get out behind him. Uh, Obama actually has personal ties to both uh, front runners for that uh, Democrat nomination for Senate, Um, Alyssa Slotkin and Hill Harper. Slotkin worked on a number of high-level national security issues during Obama's administration, and Hill Harper actually was a classmate of the former president at Harvard Law School. So um, what's that, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, six degrees of Barack Obama. But I guess you can just always take a shortcut. Well, that person lives in America, and Barack Obama was president of America. It's First Thing with Mike Parsons on WJR. All right, so the band's back together. We got Nick Roddy, we got Lloyd Jackson, and uh, Guy Gordon is back. Uh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, so uh, just a quick poll uh, around the uh, the studio here. I don't know if anyone made it out to the local
2: multiplex uh, this weekend, but
0: were you a Barbie or were you an Oppenheimer?
2: I didn't do either one. I had family in town from out of town, and it was just a lot going on. So I still plan on seeing both of them. I just didn't see them this weekend.
3: Yeah, yeah. I look in terms of entertainment value. I had five grandchildren, six and under. Uh, so. There was for my entertainment dollar, I could sit in my recliner here and just be more entertained than the, I didn't have to leave, and I didn't. So I didn't barb I didn't Heimer, I didn't Heimer or Barbie together. But I will be. I'm going to try to do that. We're kind of we're kind of waiting for the weather to turn really ugly, and then we're going to go to a nice air conditioned theater somewhere. You know, yeah. I
0: would I would love to see Guy take his five young grandkids to go see Oppenheimer.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and explain to them how... Let's, here's the concept of Armageddon, Bruh. or that the world could end. Let me tell you about mutually assured destruction. It yeah, only no, takes I, one maniac. Yeah. yeah. Well, should I smoke a pipe when I do that? Would that make me look more authoritative, like Oppenheimer? Yeah, and where are the- but Here's a question, is that going to bring pipe pipe smoking back? That was a big thing with my dad. I don't and my grandfather. My
2: grandfather was a
3: big pipe smoker as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you don't see people smoking pipes. maybe maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe so. Do you, you more want cigars.
3: You let me in on a I'll let you in on a little family secret. When my mom quit smoking, she smoked a pipe for 10 years.
0: I could just wow. I could just see 50 years from now. Uh, you know, my great grandpappy really loved to vape. <laughs> right. <yeah. laughs> Nick, Nick, did you make it out to, to either of the big premieres this weekend? No, no, it was too busy of a weekend. I need to save that for like a nice rainy, rainy yeah. night. Yeah. Well, and, and we're going to be going, we're going to be going into the numbers, the box office numbers on Jr. Morning coming up. But, uh, um, both, both premiered very well. They did. Yeah. Uh, Barbie, Barbie, uh came out on top made a whole lot of money and uh i you know i wonder what that says about the national psyche you know we had these uh these two huge movies uh, uh premiering um both were much uh anticipated and uh oppenheimer did well but barbie barbie broke records and i think maybe um I think maybe Oppenheimer is is kind of like Saving Private Ryan. It, it's it's a movie you got to be in the headspace for. It's yeah. not just like, hey, it's Friday, let's go relax and watch a movie. Like I don't think Oppenheimer's that movie. And
2: I think marketing, too, played a, a, a huge role when you have these two huge movies, and they were almost kind of put together, not not on purpose, but right, just ran- because. Right, randomly. <laughs> randomly, you know, so I think that, that helped as well that they did. Could both they be more well. different?
3: Uh, right, I mean, come right, on, right? You know? and yet they were marketing them on social media like we were supposed to see them together. So what? We're <laughs> gonna we're gonna witness the destruction of the world as we know it, and then let's have a nice little you know breath mint afterwards yeah. uh, with, with Barbie, a
0: little palate cleanser. Leave well, the real world, yeah. go to
2: the Barbie world.
3: Yeah, but. it's
0: kind of like I uh, back uh, when Passion of the Christ came out. Uh, I was so on edge afterwards that I went to the dollar show and watched uh, Elf. To like cleanse my path. It was April, so so that's why Elf was at the Dollar Show. But uh, you know, i i was a i I was a Barbie this weekend. Um, like I said, I was tired and burnt out after a long week, so I just wanted to kind of kind of relax. It, it was good. Um, but the thing that was great, and it kind of it, it kind of bummed me out a little bit, uh, because when you pulled up to the movie, I have never seen the movie theater parking lot so packed as it was on Friday night. Wow. And, you know, obviously it's great. You know, last last summer, Top Gun Maverick was credited for bringing back, you know, the movie theaters after covid. And, uh, you know, this might be the last time if in a while that we see the movie theaters packed so much because uh, we've got this uh, writers and uh, actors strike and they, they might run out of movies to release.
3: Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen for a while. I mean, they usually book the schedule almost a year out, uh, Hollywood does, so they know what's in the pipeline. The sad thing is, I mean, one of the most anticipated films is Wicked. I think they got literally within a few scenes of concluding Wicked, and they had to stop. Wow. So, it, you know, for some of them like that, and think about that. When you've invested, you know, let's say $300 million into a film, and you, you, it's got to sit on the shelf for, Lord knows how long but see, see, here's the thing that even with this incredible weekend and i i would imagine that with the heat and everything else that it's going to be just as big next weekend hollywood is still 20 percent off its 2019 pace so they still have some real issues and then you put the, the the financial burden of the strike on top of it it's gonna be tough for them
2: and i think during uh COVID, when everything was streaming and you know nobody was going to the movie theaters and you could get the new movies on tv uh, you know you can order them or rent them or whatever uh, i think a lot of people are uh are still kind of saying you know i'd rather sit on the couch and watch this movie if i can you know
0: (laughs) especially if it's a movie you're not sure you want to go see that's right if it's if it's on max or or if it's uh it has one of these deals where you can stream it at home Mm -hmm. um i think a lot of people would opt for that i mean there there is still a magic of of going to the movie theater and having that popcorn smell hit you when you walk in but uh, but on the same uh, you know at the same time um You know, there's something about being able to um, pause the movie. That's Uh, right. The worst thing, the worst thing is when you're at at, at the movies and you have to go to the bathroom and you can't pause the movie.
2: That's right. Especially when it's
0: three hours.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Can't we? Can't we just have a consensus within the walls of the theater? Hey, right after this scene, let's all go. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like maybe
0: an intermission. Halfway intermission, through. Right, right? Yeah.
3: You know, have your row captains, uh, you know, come <laughs> together and say, let's do that. Because here's the thing with me
0: I think cherry Pepsi tastes so much better at the movie. So I got to get a large. And then, you know, I, I, I got to wait for some kind And I always say to my wife, hey, uh, okay, give me a full synopsis when I get back. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, you know, then she's got homework and, uh, So hopefully, you know, hopefully uh, this momentum continues and, and Guy, like you said, um, hopefully there's enough movies in the pipeline um, to to, to keep it afloat with the strike.
3: And, look, if if Barbie or Oppenheimer disappoint, I'll have you all over. You can watch my grandkids. So Please, there we go. Okay? Entertainment. Entertainment. You know, there you go. It's, it's <laughs> And it's free. And I'll pop the popcorn, and I'll even find a cherry Coke for you, Mike.
0: Thank you. And you know what? I'll bring the pixie sticks and the puppy, and we'll watch the fireworks. <laughs> Jr. Morning coming up. Legendary crooner Tony Bennett passed away Friday at the age of 96 after a batter with Alzheimer's. Of course, over his career, he played Detroit a number of times, including the Rooster Tail. Owner Tom Shoneth remembers his friend with M.L. Elric on Focus.
4: Uh, I am M.L. Elric, an on-guard columnist at the Detroit Free Press. And Tony Bennett fan, many years ago, 15 or 20 years ago, I paid way too much for some very good seats to see Tony Bennett at the Fox Theater because I thought, how many more times is Tony Bennett going to be back to Detroit? Well, it turns out Tony kept on going he finally passed away at 96 the other day but he retired in 2021 and somebody who saw him up close and personal playing at one of the most iconic venues in all of detroit the rooster Tail. someone who called tony a friend is our next guest tom shaneth tom thanks for joining us here on focus
5: well thank you for having me we had a, uh, we knew tony for uh 55 plus years and his children uh, joanna and uh, the other, Antonia, were my children's age, and my daughter is now forty plus something. Uh, she uh, got the baby clothes were sent in from London for from the daughter, and and we went to uh, uh, one of the funny stories. We went to with Diana Ross to uh, London to see Lady sings the Blues, the London premiere with Tony, his wife at that time, Sandy, and Diana myself, and Ava Gardner was sitting behind us. Now she was married to Frank Sinatra, but originally she was married to Artie Shaw. One of the most beautiful women in the world. In the movie, they showed Artie Shaw doing something with cocaine, and, and Ava got up and screamed, "That's not true!" That's, it made a big scene during this world premiere and stormed out. Thirty years later, Tony comes up to me and he goes, "Do you remember that time in London with Ava Gardner?" And he, he had a good mind; he remembered everything, and we uh, we, we knew him well. The, the and I tell the story probably twice a day that the song for once in my life, who was written by uh, Ron Miller, a a local person with Motown uh, came to the rooster tail, talked to my wife and my wife then introduced Tony Bennett to him. And that's when he did the song in 1967. And then Stevie wonder made it a really big hit the next year in 68. Wow. Uh, We, we, we knew Tony over the years. That's for sure. So what was he like?
4: I mean, he always seemed in his, in his public appearances and certainly when he was on the stage, to be uh, a very, I would say, low-key but very gracious person, a, a true gentleman, not quite as boisterous as the Rat Pack or as as um, as uh, uh, dynamic, maybe as much of a scoundrel as Frank Sinatra, but someone who, who could belt it out with the best
5: of them. No, he was very conservative. We gave him his first art about 50-some years ago, and uh, that's when he started painting, and he went under his uh, uh, Tony Benedictio, uh, but he started painting, and and I'm, uh, I'm looking for the sketch. It's in the vault somewhere of a sketch he did from the Jeffersonian, our penthouse there where he stayed, of the rooster tail, and on it, he signed for once in my life, Tony Bennett, and uh, uh, so... Uh, and I remember he was doing a, a show on TV with Stevie. And he says, "Oh, I got that song at the Rooster Tail in Detroit." And he told Stevie, and Stevie said, well, "I've been there, you know." So it, it, it was nice. I mean, we would go to uh, uh, Los Angeles and have dinner with his wife Sandy, and people like Roger Moore would be there at this small dinner party, and so it was always fun. But he was very conservative and very quiet, and, and a real gentleman. We, we lived when we first got married in '68, Diane and I. We lived on Dwight. Uh, the home kid rock eventually bought and uh, we had a potluck dinner we invited all our friends but i had to invite my older brother friends because i didn't want them to feel out but didn't tell him tony was coming to sing by the piano and they almost died when they had colonel sanders chicken and my friends who knew were bringing gourmet food and stuff <laughs> so it was sort of funny
4: now when you have tony bennett show up at a party and say hey tony would you mind singing a tune do guys like that say oh come on tom it's my night off or you know, give, give me a break did, tom or does he say did. give you me know, the mic
5: we didn't ask him to sing we had a piano player and when when a star like that comes we never are for sure if they're ever going to show up <laughs> and uh, he did show up and um, all of a sudden he started against the piano and started singing and and it was the original piano that he played at the Rooster Tail when he did uh, uh, for once in my life for the first time, and so he sort of I think that sort of got him. going. It was funny we had a uh, before Gordy Howe died we had him come to our house. We had all these fans I I could you'd know every name in the one of them Henry Ford uh, we had them all to our house for a dinner party and but we had uh, Gordy Howe come over and sign his book. These people were like looking at. Uh, a rock star. They're going, oh my God, it's Gordy Howard. We, we knew him for 50 years, he and his kids. So, uh, uh, you know, the, the, most of the people, out of all the stars at the Rusa, the Bobby Darrens and the Peggy Lees and the Supremes and uh Four Seasons, they're all just ordinary people. And I always, my wife and I, Diane and I, always said, treat them as ordinary people and you'll be just fine. But if you start treating them like stars, they get irritated over that. Now, there are a few, like a Milton Berle, Paul Anka, who wanted to be special. Frank Sinatra Jr. This was They were the only three that we ever had a problem with. The rest were all just great. Wait,
4: Frank Sinatra Jr.? I mean, it, he understands he's Frank Sinatra Jr., right? He's not Frank.
5: Oh, no. And no, he had no. a big he, ego, eh? He knew he was Frank Sinatra Jr. <laughs> wow. Well, it's... And his voice wasn't that good. But all the rest of them were really, just really charming people to be with. It was just, you know... The, you know i remember when the supremes they were on uh, the ed sullivan show and uh they said we're going to the Roostown and blew all the phone lines out at the rooster tail and, and i remember opening night Diana ross was holding florence ballard back she was shaking so much and uh, and back then we gave gifts to everybody Deanne Warwick got a diamond watch uh the supremes got diamond bracelets uh Wayne Newton we gave him a truck as a gift and uh, Tony Bennett we gave him the most expensive acrylic paints that money could buy.
4: <laughs> well, Tom, if you're ever looking for somebody to fill in for somebody, I'm available most nights and weekends. I uh could use look I could use a truck or a diamond watch if
5: uh, if, well, uh Those are different days. And I'll work for
4: scale. I'm not going to, you know, I won't have any fancy riders in my contract or anything.
5: But we're in a different world we live in. Back then, we wanted the entertainers to come to Detroit. And they said, why would we go to Detroit? There's nothing there. And so we said, so they got to know, go to Detroit. They give you cars. They give you penthouses. They give you gifts. And so they would tell all the other stars to come to the Rootsdale. But we're, we're, that was about a decade that happened, and we've been private parties and weddings ever
4: since. Wow. Well, the thing they gave us was memories, Tony Bennett, and left us a legacy of great music for once in my life. I had never heard that story before. That is one of my favorite songs. It reminds me of my grandma, as a matter of fact, so I'm choking up as we're thinking about it. But but Tom, <laughs> Tom Shaneth, owner of The Rooster Tail, if you've never been to The Rooster Tail, find an excuse to get invited because it is a fantastic place. On the Detroit River, we appreciate you coming on this morning and sharing your memories of Tony Bennett. And uh, I guess we we still have the music.
0: And I'll see you at the. That guy should write a book. ML could probably help. ML's got some experience writing. Uh, from what I understand, uh, despite a popular post going around social media this weekend, Luke Bryan has not pulled his videos from CMT in support of Jason Aldean, who had his video for. Try That in a Small Town, pulled from the channel. The original story was posted by a website called Uplifting Today. That's a satirical website in the vein of the Onion and the Babylon Bee. Now, of course, the video for Try That in a Small Town has faced backlash for its use of inflammatory images projected onto the Maury County Courthouse in Tennessee, which was uh, the site of a uh, of a lynching of an 18-year-old black man back in 1927, and race riots in 1946. Now, Aldean's camp said they used a production company for the video who picked the location. The production company said that the courthouse has been the site for many music videos and Lifetime movies over the years, as well as the Hannah Montana movie. It's First Thing with Mike Parsons on WJR. Well, just because we're past the midpoint of summer doesn't mean it's over. Dave Lorenz, vice president of Travel Michigan, on JR. Morning with Marie Osborne and Lloyd Jackson, with some great travel tips and ideas to make the most of what remains of the season.
6: We still got travel time left here in we Michigan, sure do. so we thought we'd bring in our good friend uh, Dave Lawrence from uh, Vice President of Travel Michigan. Dave, you've always got some great ideas on stuff people could do here as we're looking at closing out the summer. Let's hope close it out on a high note.
1: I hope so. Really great to be with you guys. And you are right. Here we are. When you get to the all-star season and beyond, that's like clue number one. You better get outside and enjoy Pure enjoy Michigan. Enjoy it, right. While you can, because the summer is quickly passing us by. and And that's okay in Michigan because, you know, we're this four-season state and there's always something to do. We have more festivals and events per capita than any other state in the country. And that means you can get out to these special events that – Really demonstrate what's unique about uh, the communities. And, you know, here in the Detroit area, there are so many cool events. I think for a big city, this feels like a small city in some ways mm-hmm. in that, you know, it's it's a community. You know, a lot of big towns, big yeah. cities don't feel that way. This is a community. absolutely. So when you go to festivals here, you feel like yeah, you're seeing the family. It's the same thing in our small towns all around Michigan. In a couple of weeks in my town, Coast Guard Festival in Grand Haven is going to be kicking off this annual celebration of a connection between this teeny little town in West Michigan and the U S coast guard. And it's uh, it's always a blast. And I get to announce the parade. So I've been doing that for almost 40 <laughs> years. It's a lot of fun for me, but it's, but it's a, it's a great deal of fun. So what I always recommend is that people, first off, go to Michigan.org, look at that events section uh, well in advance and find things that may be event wise and a fit into your lifestyle or your interests. Because, I could sit here and say, okay, I think you need to go here because we're the trail state and you have all these trails to go to, or uh, mountain biking, exceptional, Marquette, um, Traverse City, you know, wherever. But we're all different. We all like to do different things. Mm-hmm. So we say your trip begins at michigan.org. We really mean it. Do a little searching. Find the things that that you really are passionate about. You're going to find it here in Michigan because this is a state of diversity, diverse people, places, experiences, destinations. We literally have something for everyone except for salt water and sharks in <laughs> super hot heat, thank God, you know, so you know you're going to find it all here and and it's so cool
2: and you know w- what I love about here in Michigan, you can find parks, beaches, sand, water
6: that is free, and
2: it's free every yeah. you know everything is and also when you're taking the kids, you know, like you said, you can go online and find something that you are interested in but also things that are educational, history. Absolutely. Which is great.
1: It is. And in fact, I keep on coming back to Detroit, and I know that everybody wants to kind of get out of town a little bit, but this is a special place. This really is. This is the center of innovation. People might think that some places in California or whatever is. There's a reason why the Henry Ford is a museum that really celebrates American innovation in America and the fact that, You know, we are a people of the world that make up our country. And this community really plays such an important role. It has, it does today, and it will in the future, on the telling of the American story. So Mm -hmm. you you get to learn that when you go to the Henry Ford. You bet it's a great deal of fun going through that museum and Greenfield Village and then maybe going to the Rouge Factory F-150 tour. But, man... There's so much to learn along the way. And then something totally different, going up to Mackinac Island.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a great place. It's a great deal of fun. It's a separation of reality because you really are going back somewhere in time when you're there in this really cool place without cars in a, in a state that builds cars for a living. <laughs> right. But, but you get all this history there, too. Uh, so as an example, one of the, the, um, the cemetery sites on Mackinac Island it's one of four in the country that has flags always at half-mast. And that's because Mackinac Island was where the first skirmish of the War of 1812 happened. Oh, wow. And when you golf at well, them all Golf Course on the island, on kind of the north side of the island, mm-hmm. that's where one of these battles happened, and some of those soldiers who died are still there. So think about that history, and think about the opportunity to to show your kids when you're going places and you're having a good time, just kind of just slipping in, you know, this is where the first skirmish of the War of 1812 happened. Well, what happened then? So you have an opportunity to connect with your kids, to teach them something, to get those minds going at both of these places, Henry Ford, Mackinac Island, and frankly, everywhere else you learn, everywhere else you go, is if you learn something about that community before you go, you're going to be able to share that with them. It's more enriching, it and, is. It, and it gets them involved in thinking about education in a different way.
6: You talk about Mackinac Island. Starting today, there's going to be uh, an event there that uh, is honoring the car, which originally, yeah. of course, was banned from the island 125 years ago. <laughs> an 1886 Benz motor wagon, which was is a vehicle similar to the one that got the ban started, will be driven a short distance down Mac, uh, Market Street to the Mackinac City uh, to the Mackinaw Island City Council. Isn't that cool? yeah i know So that's going to take place this weekend
1: it's so neat and and you know people think there were never cars on the island well there were, were. Yeah. but yeah. the uh and the, the funny little secret is that the uh the the horsemen's group there they ended up getting the council to ban cars uh you know and the, the the excuse the excuse was well the the cars are scaring the horses i think what they really did is scared the business people who had the horses mm-hmm. uh, so yeah. today of course it provides this really cool experience where you can ride a horse, you can um you can be behind the reins of your own carriage, you can be given a ride and get a, given a great tour around the island. There were so many great ways to, to have this this kind of somewhere in time experience that you can't do anywhere else.
6: Anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, this morning uh, we had Mike Parsons talking about the Baloney Festival. We went on and <laughs> yes. on about the Baloney Festival, and and then we go to talking about the Ann Arbor uh, art, art Fair, Fair yeah. which is since 1960. This is one of the premier events, certainly for Michigan, but really yeah. around the country. There's oh. such prestige attached to this event. Absolutely,
1: one of the oldest, one of the best art fairs in the country. And uh, so, just an example: this weekend alone, Muskegon Bike Time and Rebel Road. In Muskegon, downtown Muskegon, my hometown. So there are motorcyclists from all over there. Uh, you want to talk about a stereotype breaker? Um, you know, I used to think these guys with the big Harleys are causing trouble. Man, oh, man. It's it's a really cool thing. Go talk to those folks. You'll enjoy it. Uh, Baby Food Festival. National Baby Food Festival in the home of Gerber in Fremont. Uh, the 24th Annual Michigan Summer Beer Festival in Ypsilanti at Riverside Park. The Charlevoix Venetian Festival up in Charlevoix. Beautiful You, you mentioned the art fair. Mm-hmm. It goes on and on and on. If you want to go all the way up to Escanaba, where the UP State Fair is happening later on in August, they have the Northern Lights Music Festival this weekend. Of course, Concert of Colors here in Detroit. It goes on and on and on. And those are just the festivals. And the cool thing is, you don't need a festival and event to have a great time That's in right. Michigan. And you can find these great values. Everybody's concerned about the price of everything. Mm-hmm. There are so many things you can do for Free. Just get out there and enjoy it.
2: And sometimes, you know, you just need to get away, and you don't have to be so far away to get away. You can stay in Michigan and still be away. I tell my wife yeah. sometimes,
1: I say, you know, sometimes I just need to look at a different tree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm well, that's tired true. of
3: the tree I'm looking at. Yeah. Outside.
1: Well, and the, the thing is, um, you know, I, I really recommend people, especially when we're concerned about, you know, price, be a tourist in your own town, too. Good, but, but get out of your house. Stay in a hotel. Yeah. So you're not, Fun. you know, going to be you know mowing the lawn or doing the dishes or whatever yeah and have a great time
6: dave thank you so much for coming in and just being a great cheerleader for our state don't forget to say we always want to hear it uh michigan is certainly a great place it is the great lake state for a reason it is just a great state
1: always a pleasure
0: thank you and your trip begins at michigan.org guy never misses dave lorenz on uh first thing with mike parsons on wjr be right back